Welcome to the Project Zion podcast. This podcast explores the unique spiritual and theological gifts Community of Christ offers for today's world. Welcome to Project Zion podcast. This is your host, Robin Linkhart, and today our focus is Community of Christ Seminary. Community of Christ Seminary was established in 2006, and it is one of the graduate programs offered through Graceland University. Graceland was established in 1895. Today, our guest is Art Woodcock from West Des Moines, Iowa. Art holds the office of High Priest in Community of Christ. He served as pastor or co-pastor for the West Des Moines Congregation 2014 through 2017. And Art also serves on the GROW team in Lamoni Heartland Mission Center. He's currently the GROW coordinator at his congregation in West Des Moines. And Art tells me that he has been teaching adult Sunday school class there forever. So that's a long time. Art, we're really glad to have you with us today. Great. Thank you, Robin. Nice to be here. Well, folks, um, don't worry, we're going to learn a lot more about Art today, and I want Art to begin to talk about where he grew up and how Community of Christ became part of his life before we jump into the deep end and explore his journey with Community of Christ Seminary. So, Art, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I grew up in an exciting little town called Milo, Iowa. We actually were on a small farm, which was about three miles from town. Went to a little tiny high school of about 50 people in my graduating class. And as I graduated, I started looking at colleges and planned to go to Iowa State. Was accepted there. And I also looked at this strange little school called Graceland College at the time. And it was close to home. It was a little smaller school. I said, well, I'll try that out and see how it, it kind of felt comfortable when I went to visit. At the time when I went to Graceland, I wasn't even sure what religious affiliation it was. I grew up in a community, or not in a community of Christ, but in a Methodist church and then in a Christian church. Didn't know anything about the community of Christ at the time, but uh, as I went there, started to go to school, met my wife there, and as I went to graduate school after that, I began to be more and more affiliated with the people within the community of Christ. And that's what really drew me in to the church. Give us a little brief overview of your life from the time you graduated from Graceland to right before you enrolled for seminary classes, including when you joined the church and how, how you lived that out. If you kind of went back right out of Graceland, I'd met my wife, Becky, there. We call her St. Becky, and <laughs> uh, for many reasons. Uh, we got married the summer after I graduated from, from Graceland, and she was a sophomore at the time, and I was scheduled to, to go on to graduate school at Southern Illinois University, so we were married and went off to school in our great life adventure. Went there, John Darling was the dean of the business school, who was also a church member, and uh, so we were affiliated through Graceland and got to know him when I was working with the president there, uh, Frank Hoff. Went there and got my MBA and my uh, master's in accounting at the time. And, you know, during that process, knowing the people in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, where my wife is from, and knowing the people in um, uh, the Quad City area where I had some exposure, 
and through church uh, or at Graceland, I said, you know, I think this is a place I want to join. So about a year and a half after I was married, I uh, was baptized in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. I thought it was appropriate. They actually dunked me twice. I wasn't sure. I thought maybe I just needed twice, but uh, the uh, the elder said he didn't think he got me completely under, <laughs> so he had to go out too. Stra- strangely enough, that same elder's son used to date my wife, so I think there was more to that story. Um, <laughs> but but regardless, I joined the church and uh, have been active ever since. Went to work right after my uh, master's account and MBA and master's in accounting with a company, a John Deere, going back to my agricultural roots, worked for John Deere for 34 years. It was a very rewarding, but a demanding career. The the, the challenges there, a lot of hours, a lot of travel, uh, a lot of global travel. And uh, during that time, I remained very active in our local congregation when I was home, but really focused just on the local congregation at that point. Four years ago, uh, I had the opportunity to said, I, I've had enough fun. I've had enough meetings. Let's retire. So at that point, I retired, freed up my time and gave me some more time to explore how I might serve others uh, beyond just uh, working at John Deere. That's awesome. So do you and St. Becky have any kids? St. Becky and I have three wonderful boys. David is working here in Des Moines. He's uh, 32. We have a son at Urbana, Illinois, getting his doctorate in music. He'll be graduating, you know, he'll be done with classwork in May. And then our youngest son, Matthew, who is living here in town, working at Wells Fargo, and also married to a saint. So my middle son and his wife, Lindsay, just had our first grandchild. I can tell all the listeners that is truly a life-changing experience, that first grandchild. So great kids, opportunity to see a lot of them. That is a transforming experience for sure. And congratulations to you. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I am really curious to hear your story about what brought you to the decision to apply to a Community of Christ Seminary, which is part of Graceland University. Well, that's a a question I've asked myself repeatedly, Robin. As you try to discern the spirit, I don't know how other listeners are, but sometimes I wish God would just tell you stuff. But it doesn't seem to work that way. And I I, I truly felt the Spirit leading me to to do more and to know more. Uh, As I began to think about that and explore my options, the seminary at Graceland University certainly seemed to meet my needs. I wanted to know more and learn more, but I didn't want to have to go to class three times a week. My schedule, you know, even when I was working, I was traveling a lot. When I retired, that didn't change. There's always things to do, places to go, and um, that allowed me the flexibility to continue my education while still having a, a somewhat kind of a life life balance with, with school. My friends all asked me, are you really? really? Uh, is that what you want to do? And I said, well, it's kind of what I want to do, but I think it's kind of what I'm being called to do. Ah. And, you know, it's not something that's a loud voice shouting, but sort of a feeling that this is something that the the discerning of the spirit is this kind of what you ought to be doing. And uh, I had a lot of opportunities of other things I could do with my time. It wasn't like I was looking for something to do, but nevertheless, I I responded to that. And uh, sort of like the mission prayer, I took a risk, try Mm -hmm. something new and uh, Mm -hmm. jumped in. Yeah. That sense of call is a common theme among students at community of Christ seminary. Of course, 
uh, some of the students are folks who are employed with Community of Christ and by virtue of what they do for the church and ministry have been asked to attend seminary and get a master's degree, a master of arts in religion, and many others, and those numbers are climbing, are folks for a variety of reasons experience that sense of call that just won't let go of them until they pursue that. For those of you listening who are not familiar with Community of Christ Seminary, when Art talks about course of study that would fit into his life, the seminary is designed to do specifically that, and um, many of the classes are offered online, so people can participate in those from home and any time of day uh, that works into their schedule. And then twice a year, the students come in for a jam-packed week of face-to-face classes, which is punctuated by online sessions for those courses before and after their face-to-face time. And there are just quite a wonderful bunch of students who've been journeying with Community of Christ Seminary during the time that you were there, Art. So what time did you actually start? What what date? I started in August of 2016. So as I was looking through the schedule, my objective was that's the, the soonest I could graduate. So I was fortunate enough to be able to take the class classes in sequential order. So the, the whole program is roughly two and a half years in duration. So if you can stay with it and you can make the classes, I had several folks in our cohort because of life circumstances couldn't, but now they can go back and make up the classes. So there's, it's not as if you have a regiment, a fixed regiment of classes, but you know, for myself, I said, like most things, so what's, what's the shortest period of time does it take <laughs> to get through the program? That's what I want to shoot for. And, Fortunately, my, I was able to do that. Job well done there, Art. So, Art, what did you hope to gain from your seminary experience? And, and I'm speaking to before you actually embarked on that journey and walked into your first class or received your first syllabus, what were some of your hopes? Well, the first class I took was uh, theology uh, with Matt Frizzell. And, uh, Christian theology, and we the first assignment was a paper exactly that, defining what, what do you expect to get out of this? What are you looking for? And as you as a student, it's interesting to go back. The last class I had is back to reflecting on, look at that first paper and tell me what you think. And so I've just done that. And um, when I looked at it, what I was really seeking was a deeper understanding a much deeper understanding of Christianity. Um, I think many of us are raised in the church. Uh, we read the Bible. We read Doctrine and Covenants, Book of Mormon. But there's a difference between reading them and studying them. And I wanted to go that next layer deeper. Um, and the second thing I was really looking for is to refine my own personal theology. Mm. And people begin to wonder what... You know, I don't have a theology, and I would contend we all do. Um, it's just how good and how much effort we put into defining our theology. Um, if you look at the old at, at Migliori and some of the others that we've studied, that faith seeking understanding. And so, from that perspective, I think we're all theologians. And I really wanted to deepen my 
through my faith, increase my understanding of uh, the Christian uh, religion. So that was sort of where I started on the track, and I think it fulfilled it quite well. That's awesome. Very interesting. I love hearing those good old favorites like Migliori. <laughs> yeah, I'll so, do old Migliori. Yeah, that's, he's a great author. Um, so, Art, when the rubber hit the road and you were living into this uh, seminary experience, uh, what were some of the high points that you experienced, but also what were some of maybe the most challenging or difficult things that you faced in the course of that education time? Yeah, as, as I reflect back and think about the high points, you know, there's there's several that I think are worthy of note. Um, not surprisingly, the, 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 the people, and when I use the people involved with the seminary, it's the professors and the students and how closely we are in, uh, in linked in together. Um, sometimes it was a concern with a program like this online. Do you get to know people? Um, and it is difficult in an online environment to know them. But because we had four weeks together as, as uh, classmates, um, I found that very, very, it's a high point of seeing and appreciating the diversity of students, that it's not just one person. Or not, and clearly we learned that we don't think alike, but we appreciated our differences, which I think is uh, really uh, outstanding. Uh, Sue Robb was one of our uh, students from the Kansas City area. She is Catholic and working with the Jesuits at the moment. And, you know, it's having someone with a different background and perspective involved with our seminary. And particularly someone who is articulate and as bright as she is, Sue brought so much to the program. And that's just one example of how other students. The, the, the other thing that, you know, being, a, being an older student here, you know, it wasn't sort of like in college when you had the student-professor relationship. Um, it's, it's more like friends studying together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no question they're still the professors. But the reality is you're working together and it's not, there's not this great division between them and us. It's we as we're going through our studies. So the people are really, really uh, important to me. I I like the broad variety of the texts and subjects that we studied. You know, it wasn't a matter of we're sitting down memorizing the, the, the New Testament. Or, or a few Old Testament scriptures. We, we got what was behind them and understanding the context and when they were written, understanding the authors, understanding that the Bible is not a book. It's a whole uh, series of books by various people, not necessarily by who the title says they're by, and, and sort of really drilling in and, and peeling back the layers were, versus just taking it sort of as a, a face value or superficial value. Those were the sort of the highlights for me. The, the challenging part was writing. There is mm. no question mm. that this program requires a lot of writing. Writing in terms of papers, writing in terms of weekly assignments, multiple weekly assignments every week, responding to other people's assignments. So there's a lot of that going on. What was challenging for me, I'm coming from a business environment where no one read more than a paragraph. <laughs> if, if you wrote anything longer than a paragraph, you're clearly wasting your time and their time because they're not going to read it. And suddenly I was telling Matt Frizzell, I said, I've spent my whole career taking 
15 pages and putting it into a paragraph. Now I find myself taking a paragraph and make it into 15 pages. So, so for me, the writing skills was the biggest challenge. Yeah, that, that is a, definitely a workout in graduate programs of all kinds when you have to write extensive papers and not only write them, but oftentimes defend the position that you're taking in, in certain things. So I just yeah, wanted to, oh, go ahead. Well, and I think from that same in that same perspective, you know, when you go to the seminary, you wonder if it's all loving and warm and fuzzy, and you'll write things, and Tony will Tony will write back, oh, I really appreciate this, that's great. Well, if that's what you're looking for, you'll soon be disappointed. This <laughs> this this is an academic adventure, and it takes academic rigor, and to be good at something, you have to have honest academic feedback. I appreciated that in the program. And as a result of that, you dig deeper and you get better and you write better versus if it was all just warm and fuzzy, you know, you just sort of float through. Mm -hmm. the, The program requires diligence. Indeed. In fact, the few other seminaries across the nation that I'm somewhat familiar with, I would put Community of Christ Seminary, our level of rigor and the bar of excellence that we hold up against just about anybody. I think it's a really good, solid education, and it shapes and forms us in more ways than one, right? It certainly does. <laughs> I just wanted to back up. You mentioned Sue Rob, and uh, we actually have a podcast on Project Zion, podcast that Sue did with Brittany Mangelson about mission, and she talks about things that she's engaged in doing missionally in the Kansas City area. So listeners, if you want to learn more about what Sue Rob is doing, check out that podcast. Okay, Art, so you've talked about some of the high points on how your experience with the people journeying with not only the students, but the professors and the sense of community that was developed and Listening in between the lines, I think I'm hearing some really deep, meaningful friendships that will probably last a lifetime. Were there any surprises along the way? Was there anything that happened that you didn't expect? I think the amount of rigor was more than I expected. Each week is a new challenge. And I found there's a cadence you develop within the program. And I soon learned that on Monday, I saw what was impossible to do the assignments would roll in and I go, I can't possibly do that this week. And by Sunday, you've done it anyway. And then Monday, I can't possibly do it this week. And by Sunday, it was done. So eventually I learned that uh, the surprise, you know, Mondays weren't as much a surprise, but they certainly were to begin with. The uh, volume of reading and the assignments Mm -hmm. um, came in. Uh, that were sort of unexpected. And I, I think the other thing I was, when I look back, the surprise is how little I know. Um, uh-huh. And how it, it's even more shocking to think of how little I knew at the beginning of the program. And through the program, I've learned how little I truly know. Mm. Um, and even though I've learned, you know, uh, that they've poured a lot into the bucket there's holes in it and it leaks out. You can't possibly retain all this information. Yeah. And, but you, you certainly come out with a more, with more in the bucket than when you started, but you didn't realize how empty it was when you started. So I, I, I guess from a surprise perspective is 
So I thought I knew something about the scriptures and, but I really didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much to know. And even within seminary each week, you know, a page that we would read, some people spent 30 years on that subject. And it's, it's pretty, it's very, very humbling. Isn't that the truth? I, I love uh, an approach to life that is uh, being a lifelong learner and, like you are, um, the more I learn, the more I learn, I don't know. And it's, yes. uh, it's exciting. Very true. It's exciting, um, but daunting, as you say. And I, I told people when I graduated from seminary that retaining all that information, it was just impossible to do that. But I now have some sense of where to find it. So, <laughs> so. Right. Um, don't, don't you think that's helpful? Because you kind of have this big global overview, and um, and it has equipped me pretty well with if I need to know something, I can find it in fairly short order because seminary gave me a really good comprehensive overview with some deeper knowledge in some areas, um, but mostly uh, knowing that there's a lot out there I don't have any idea about. St. Becky was surprised by the number of orders from Amazon. <laughs> and through the course, she says, well, this book isn't really related. It's not a required. And I said, yeah, but it's a really good reference. And I think <laughs> one of the surprises is the reference library I have now is, is much better. And, you know, a, a prime example of Bible dictionaries before the program, who on earth would want a Bible dictionary? And by the time you're done with the program, you go, well, how can you not have a Bible dictionary? Um, yeah. they're, they're just a wealth of information. And so our bookshelves are full. Yes. So Don't you love it? That was a surprise it? for St. Becky. <laughs> Indeed. I remember when I went to reunions, and this was before um, I really got into digital books, but I would have a crate. The longer I was in seminary, the more books I had in the crate in my trunk when I went to reunion, you know. I just felt like I needed to have some resources on hand. Thank goodness for Kindle. I now have my library on Kindle, which I can take with me everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And by the way, if you go to smileamazon.com, you can select Community of Christ to receive a percent of everything you purchase at Amazon, which is a fun little bonus there. So our, and I just checked, and I am on that, and I'm a great contributor to Smile yeah, Amazon. Me too. I love it. Okay. I'm, I don't know if I would even begin to guess this, but what was maybe your favorite course or course or two and why? Asking my favorite course is a little bit like choosing which one of my children I love the most. <laughs> um, it's it, that's it's not maybe a fair question. Well, so I guess that's good news. I, I'd have to say I really enjoyed the classes on the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament. Mm. Um, if you want to look at a, the the Methodist quadrangle and uh, understand that and Scripture being part of that, understanding Scripture is really important. And um, I, I found both of those really helpful. I think I need more on Hebrew Bible. There's so much that I think most of us don't know. Mm. And so some point in time, I'll be taking another class or two on Hebrew Bible to uh, maybe deepen my understanding there. But both those classes, or those a series of classes were great. History of Christian thought is one 
that when I saw it on the curriculum, uh, those two classes, I thought, well, this will be a bore and a waste of time. And um, I came away with a new appreciation of Christian history and where we went from Justin Martyr to the, the, the process of thinking about how the canonization process worked, going into the Reformation, going into our own church history, mm. all those getting back to the roots of our traditions. People saying, well, I've never been associated with the Catholic Church. We were all Catholics in their roots. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, appreciating that that dynamic, I think, was uh, it was really helpful the, from those. And since I'm still, okay, I haven't picked one, but continuing. But the, the classes, I started with the idea of trying to develop and deepen my own theology. The theology classes were outstanding. One of the challenging parts for students like myself, is just a vernacular. You know, you learn all these fancy words, and but you understand the process and the understanding what they mean. Forcing yourself to think on your own, on your own theology, I think is really challenging. You know, writing a paper, what does, what does God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit mean to you? When you write a paper, a paper like that, if you're not thinking, good luck. I mean, that was really, really hard. And it was really even harder to try to do that in like 12 to 14 pages. I, I think those, if I think about that, it's, it's the scriptures. It's talking about some of our history and talking about how theology over time relates to those and has evolved. Um, but, so that's not my favorite. That's my, uh, my series of favorites. That's wonderful. Did you have a favorite memory while you were in seminary or maybe a key moment during your time in seminary? Let me, let me, let me try to be more narrow than my last answer. I'll try to get a, a uh, favorite moment. Um, arguing and debating with Matt Frizzell is always a favorite moment. <laughs> and, and one of the readings we had was James Cone. And James Cone is a black theologian. And we had lengthy and spirited debates on some of his writings. And what I gained from that, it's, it, you know, I said it's, it's theology I uh, hate to love. And it was really insightful. And I think I walked away. Cone forced me to think about the fact that if I'd have been raised in his environment, in his world, in his experiences, my theology would have probably been exactly aligned with his. And it helped me realize that all our theologies are so impacted by the context of our lives Mm -hmm. and how we, our perspective. And by just, you know, we should all know that, but that really drove it home into me, into my conscious that this is really important. That as we seek to understand what someone else is saying, we need to understand where they're coming from, what, what's their background, what's their perspective, and appreciate their answers and understand that our own personal theology isn't the same as everybody else's, nor should it be because of those experiences. So Matt and I still continue to have vigorous debates on some of Cohn's writings, but it, the net result of that, that was one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. I love what you're saying, too. It kind of echoes what you were saying about Scripture earlier, is understanding underneath the Scripture, understanding who the author was, what their context and culture 
was. It just illuminates it so much. I That's a beautiful parallel there. Mm, thank you so much for that. So Art, how would you say that, um, so, so you, you started seminary and it sounds like you're in a different place in a lot of ways now. Uh, definitely there were some surprises along the way and some really powerful moments. Is there anything that you know now that you wish you had known when you first started seminary? I don't know if there's anything on a macro basis, but the things that really help, these are silly tools, mm. but what's available on the web and tools for footnoting and bibliographies and Grammarly for me. Mm -hmm. um, some of those, you know, I've, I haven't done it, but I'm tempted to write, you know, uh, experiences from art, um, <laughs> things that I wish I had known when I started. Yeah. And, and so, so it, this isn't going to help you on your studying, or but it, it helps you get through some of the, the requirements that an academic program places on you, footnoting and uh, bibliographies. You know, they, they sound foolish, but if someone's going to reference your material or you want to go dig deeper into the source documents, it's it's critical. And so it's one of those things you're going to do. And I wish I'd known some of the shortcuts early on uh. on how to do that. And Grammarly, particularly in terms of uh, my uh, poor writing skills, which Tony can attest to over and over, <laughs> is, you know, how, how to properly punctuate and structure your writing and trying because it's so important to convey it. Um, writing forces you to dig much deeper than just saying it. It's there on paper. And as much as I hated the writing, I did love it because it forced you to think at a different level and it forced you to work much harder in conveying that. And um, I walk out of the program uh, a poor writer as I walked into it, I was a terrible writer. So there's, there's improvement. But, improvement. you know, uh, that, that, if I was thinking about tools or tips, uh, what would I wish I'd have known? Those would probably be the ones that popped to mind. Mm -hmm. Well, if you ever want to write that up, we'll be glad to post it on the thread for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How would you say, Art, that your seminary experience has impacted your discipleship and ministry? I, I guess I would start with a story that is that I was, just before I started seminary, we had a contractor work in our basement. It flooded. And so we were talking about church, and uh, I told him I was going into seminary. And his, con his, his first comment was, oh, my goodness, you'll be an atheist soon. Uh. Um, and I thought, well, that's an interesting perspective. I, I said, I hope I'm not an atheist after this. And um, what I think seminary did was it sharpened my critical thinking skills. Uh, rather than read things and take them at face value or superficial value, that now I think deeper about things and I try to look at it from different perspectives like Cone and say, here's my view. What do others' views say to this issue? And look for something that's different than my view and try to understand their perspective. So I think from that perspective, uh, it's deepened my faith and certainly my knowledge. The fancy term for doing stuff is orthopraxy. And, you know, the, the, the trick is, I think, is 
what will seminary do to impact my orthopraxy or uh, action and mission? And I think that you first you have to figure out if you're on the right path, then you need to do something about it. And I think seminary helps you to focus on that right path and right thinking. And, you know, it's up to us after graduation to do something with it. I love that. I love that. Okay, so we are discovering in Community of Christ that there are actually an awful lot of people out there among the membership of the church that are thinking about applying to Community of Christ Seminary and jumping into the deep end and investing themselves in the Master's of Arts of Religion program. So, Art, you now are a seasoned student. You actually received your diploma on Saturday in the ceremony. Is that true? That's what I hear. (laughs) I'm showing up. I hope it's there. So for these people that are just thinking about that, maybe they haven't even told anybody that they've had this sense of God whispering to them, um, what tips or advice might you have for them? Tips and advice. Besides the fact that you're going to write up these little tips about footnotes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, this is a whole new topic. Yeah. That's once you've jumped, you jumped off the cliff. Right. Uh, I, I think I would encourage people to take time in prayer and be quiet and listen uh, and try to discern God's call for them. Um, and don't expect, I guess, from what I, my experience and what I've heard of others, don't expect God to say, geez, I want you to go to the seminary. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I want you to do. Um, it, it's more of a feeling. And, and to listen to those feelings and try to discern where the Spirit is, is leading you. Um, and I, I wouldn't let, I don't want people to let fear dominate them. Uh, fear is such a powerful thing. And I truly believe everyone is, uh, has the ability to accomplish far more than they think they can. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to have that positive perspective and don't let fear rule and follow God's call and be prepared to, uh, to jump in. And, you know, it is risking something new. It's scary mm-hmm. to, to take seminary. People say, you know, I don't know. Well, other people have done it. So trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, The the other thing I would advise them to do is take a look at their life and say, so what do you, what can you give up to do this? Because there is, there is sacrifice. So depending on your abilities and the week and how things are cooking, uh, it's 15 to 25 hours a week. Uh And, if if that's the case, not many of us have 15 to 25 hours just laying around to utilize. Um, so I would ask them to take a deep look at what they're doing with their time and how are they going to free up that time to, to take these classes and to do them uh, properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, it's risking something new. And, and don't be afraid. Uh, follow the spirit and you can do it. I love that, and I agree with you 100%. I have wrestled with fear a lot in my life on and off, and I have this little saying that's feel the fear. So the fear is there. 
feel it and do it anyway. And uh, it's amazing, like you say, Art, if we take the first step forward and experience that new thing, if we take that risk and take that first step, it's amazing what happens. It's just amazing. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think if anyone has the opportunity to talk with others who are, have been in seminary, they'll find it an encouraging experience. I know in, in a couple of reunions I talked a little bit about seminary, and I said, someone who's in the middle of the seminary program should never be talking about it because <laughs> I was studying, I was studying all the time in between during reunions while trying to do everything else. And it's like, well, that's, that's not the best time to be a, a, a supporter for seminary. It is a life changing event. I personally believe that those who are willing to dedicate the time and the money to it will find it's worth both. And, far more. The return is, is substantial. Absolutely. I love your observation that the person in the middle of it may not be the <laughs> the best one to talk about it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it does feel like you can't see the forest for the trees in the middle of that experience. Correct. When I first started, I was, you know, just like, oh my gosh, looking at the first syllabus, it was I resonate with your Monday morning. How am I going to get this done? And by Sunday, you had it done. And what I did when I first went to seminaries, I looked around and I identified the people that were like, this was their last class. And I held them up as these beautiful icons of they did it and they're almost done. And look at them. They're great. So it was, yep. it was inspiration for sure. They're also an excellent source of support. Yeah. So the, the first classes we had on site in independence, the people who'd been in the program for longer, you know, maybe their, their third or fourth uh, on site um, for class, uh-huh. they, they can give you a lot of these tips and tricks and help you and help you realize that this isn't insurmountable. Yes, that is so true. So true. And now, Art, you can be one of those people that knew seminary. <laughs> Students can say, remember that guy we heard on Project Science Podcast? I think he lives just north of here. Let's call him. Yeah. <laughs> Art, is there anything that you want to share today that I didn't ask you about? As, as we've walked through this afternoon, I've talked a lot about what happens in the head in seminary. I haven't talked as much as what happens in the heart. Mm. Charmaine is an excellent professor of the heart. And through these classes, we went through a variety of religious practices in association with the materials and really aimed at the heart. And, you know, if it's just book learning, that's one thing. But understanding that it's far more than just book learning. It's being able to take these concepts and ideas, put them into your heart, Um the, the, the challenge I think that I would offer to all students is that's now that you have your heart and your head organized a little bit better, let's get those hands working. Is getting back to the orthopraxy and ap- applying this in, in our communities, in our congregations, in individuals, that we can take some of this and spread the good news and, uh, and be about mission. So I think... Those are things I want, I guess, as I reflect back and what we've discussed would be something I would uh, want to throw in. You know, it's basically uh, 
do something with, with, with what you get out of this, uh, this process. Cause you walk away with so much more than you may realize. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting process to go back and reread your papers for our portfolio analysis, which is our last portfolio, which is our last, uh, last assignment is going back and reviewing your papers and things. And, you know, I think that a common, uh, theme has been people look at those and go, I really wrote that. That's not nearly as bad as I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you begin to give yourself some credit for what you have done. So I, I think that those are all factors that I would add in is, is do something with it. Get your hands busy. Uh, it's great for your head and heart. There's a lot more heart in this than, um, than, than sometimes we talk about. So, Art, um, on that note, I just want to point out, I think you have a paper that uh, Tony has encouraged you to submit for publication. Is that correct? That's what he said. <laughs> yes. I read it, and I go, well, okay. But, yeah, yes. I am. I'm working on that. So that's, that's one way for seminarians right away to share what they've done in seminary is to uh, consider submitting something for publication. And we can help you do that. Um, Peter Judd is an editor in most of our endeavors to publish restoration studies, that kind of thing. Uh, Tony Shavala Smith is also another contact. So we're always looking for that. And when it comes to mission, you can talk to Art, you can talk to me, you can talk to your Area 70, your President of 70, your Apostle, your Mission Center President. Just reach out and say the word, I want to be active in mission, and somebody will connect you. Yep. Well, any last words for us, Art? You've had so many wonderful things to share with us. I almost hate to end this conversation. I think you've drained any wisdom I have. Again, I would just encourage people to to reflect, discern where God's calling them to be, and don't let fear govern them. Take the risk and go for it. Well, Art. I'll be glad to get. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us today, Art. Your story is inspiring. And your sense of a call to always be moving forward and deepening and um, refining your personal theology and always, as I've known you, Art, always you are engaged in action where you put your faith into practice, not just in your personal life, but in the life of your community far and near. So thanks again for being with us, Art. Thank you very much, Robin. A special thanks to all of our listeners. If you want to know more about Community of Christ Seminary, we will post some links online. You can also find podcasts about Graceland University in our episodes list. This is Robin Linkhart, and you are listening to Project Zion Podcast. Go out and make the world a better place. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Project Zion Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast streaming service you use. And while you are there, give us a five-star rating. Project Zion Podcast is sponsored by Latter-day Seeker Ministries of Community of Christ. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are of those speaking and do not necessarily reflect the official policy 
or position of Latter-day Seeker Ministries or Community of Christ. The music has been graciously provided by Dave Hines. 